jambo bwana habarikani nzuri sana wageni mwakaribishwa Kenya yetu Jambo, as they say in Kenya, where this week's convex conversation comes from. I'm 140 miles from Nairobi, in the heart of the beautiful Lewa Wildlife Conservancy, which covers more than 250 square kilometers to experience an extraordinary event. Today, I'm following an 11-man team from investment firm 91, who has traveled more than 6,000 miles to take part in the annual Tusk Lewa Marathon to raise vital funds for a conservation charity they've had a decade-long special relationship with. I'm crouched in the shadow of an acacia tree. The sun is rising. The atmosphere here at the start line is wonderful. There's tribal dancing going on. There's lots of runners warming up. And there's helicopters and small planes buzzing overhead because the conservancy is full of the most beautiful wildlife. Lions, black rhino, white rhino, giraffe, zebra. And of course, it is important today that the runners run safely on the tracks and don't encounter any of the big five on their travels. 1,400 people are taking part from all over the world and the runners and walkers will be sharing the terrain and distance with some of Africa's most spectacular animals. The Tusk event has already raised more than £6 million in previous years for frontline conservation, schools and healthcare initiatives across Kenya, protecting endangered species and supporting rural communities, helping them live alongside the wildlife. But the devastating social and economic impact of the pandemic threatens both livelihoods and the future of Kenya's valuable heritage. So every penny raised today is needed and much appreciated. I'm at the starting line with 91's team leader, Emily Hill, who looks after events and you can hear helicopters actually buzzing overhead. Emily, how are you feeling? Terrified, excited, apprehensive, everything all in one. I cannot believe we finally arrived at this day. It's super exciting as a chopper comes straight overhead. Just explain, Emily, what the choppers are actually doing out here this morning. Well, as we've driven down from where we slept last night, we already saw wildlife along the track that we're going to be running. And so what they're doing is they're buzzing all the, all the game away, all the wildlife. We've seen some buffalo already this morning. We saw a lion late last night. And so along with the choppers and a, and a whole load of rangers with guns lining the route to keep everybody away. Um, you know, they're going to keep us safe, hopefully. You've got a very special relationship with Tusk, haven't you, Emily, that's lasted 10 years? It has lasted 10 years, because 10 years ago this year, we co-created the Tusk Conservation Awards, which celebrate and recognise the incredible, brave work that men and women do across Africa to preserve and look after these incredible species and work with communities who do the same. The work is, is inspiring for all of us to see at 91 and we're seeing it absolutely live here in the flesh and it's wonderful to see the team completely soaking up everything that they do here in Kenya in Lewa as an example of their incredible work and we share as, as a charity and as a company very similar values working towards a better tomorrow and both charity and company 91 and Tusk were started 30 odd years ago so not just in character but in age as well we have a lot in common. On a personal note this is a big one for you. I know that you're not a regular runner and you've trained as hard 
as you've had time for and you're <laughs> doing the half marathon today. How are you feeling about that and how will this magnificent setting, which I'd love you to describe for me, will help you on your way? Well, as I pounded the streets in London and down in Oxfordshire, it was one thing and I sort of had to rely on my own sort of determination and commitment to do a bit of training, not nearly as much as I should have done, quite frankly, except by a little bit of injury or whatever. The atmosphere and the people will, I think, spur me and all my teammates on and I take my hat off to those who are doing the full marathon at least half our team are doing the full marathon and it's going to be an exciting and challenging next few hours but hey life's full of them right life really is full of them I'm going to be parked as you know at a couple of your watering stations your watering holes if you like <laughs> um, so I hope you'll stop by and let me know how you're getting on but good luck and well done Emily for bringing the team out and also thank you very much for bringing me out too it's a pleasure Helen it's great to have you with us Steph, not long to go now before the Lehua Marathon. Tell me how you're feeling. I'm so excited. It's been fantastic out here. So much to see, so much to think about. And what better way to kind of enjoy it and, you know, learn more and then to go on a long run. <laughs> <laughs> and you're running the full marathon, aren't you? Yes, yes, yeah. 42 kilometres. Yeah, I'll mostly be looking at the scenery, remembering to drink, not deviate, of course, you know. But yeah, I, I can't wait. It'll be a very long day out, but why not? What tempted you to do it in the first place? Well, I managed global sustainable equity strategies and it's just really got me thinking about more broadly what, what money can do, what finance can do. And in 91, we have a fantastic relationship with Tusk. I love sport. It felt like the perfect combination. And it's been really rewarding to be out here. We visited a primary school yesterday and I've got young kids and seeing some of the young kids out here learning about you know what they're learning about. It was really eye-opening and it made me think more holistically about some of the things we value really as a society. How useful is it, do you think, to actually see where the money that, let's face it, takes a lot of effort to raise when you're being sponsored for events? Because I think there is a bit of giving fatigue sometimes. There's always somebody doing a sponsored event. How big a difference do you think it'll make now that you can explain where that money goes and the fact that it is actually changing lives. Yeah, I think you can make it much more tangible in the way you talk about it. And you feel more passionate about it as well, because when you see the little smiling faces, the five, six, seven-year-olds sort of sat in the classroom that's been funded through money that's been raised through the marathon, you can actually see the impact. And also when you talk to them and you, you hear that they're learning about, you know, conserving water, they're learning about how to plant banana trees and, and they can take those skills home to their family. So you sort of see that knock-on flywheel effect that happens, you know, even when you make a small donation, it really impacts the societies out here. I'm going to let you go. I know you've got a lot on your mind now it's not long to go and I'll try and catch up with you at one of the water stops and let's see how it's going okay Best of luck. I look forward to it see you later on see you later we have uh, 1,200 runners so great to see the interest it's also about uh, supporting communities supporting conservation and creating interest in sport in a way that allows people to look after their health Ethan it's great to see you you're part of the 91 team why did you want to be part of this team I feel blessed to be part of the team uh, as soon as I saw the email go out to potential 
potentially be involved in something like this, I was straight in there. We were supposed to write a 50 word intro email and I wrote a 300 word intro and then my 50 words. I was really wanted it just to experience something as amazing as this in a place I'd never get to see. And actually to be able to put yourself through a personal challenge of a marathon as well, whilst raising money for an amazing cause. Yeah, everything about it is unreal. What's really taken my breath away, apart from fantastic wildlife that, that I've been lucky enough to see with you and the rest of the team, is the fact that we've visited projects and we can see firsthand where the money raised goes. What projects have had the most impact on you? We've had a packed agenda. We've seen all sorts of projects that Tusk has been involved with and the Lewis Forest Marathon has been involved with funding. What stuck with me was the secondary school today. I was pleasantly surprised by just how smart it was. All the children were super super happy um, you know the IT systems were great there was dancing going on they were super welcoming and friendly they were so happy to see us and every single student I spoke to was massively open about how beneficial the sort of funding was that Tusk has given to them so it was great to see and meet so many students today I think what also struck me is the openness with the teachers and the children they're very grateful for what they've got now but it's clear they need more so they've got children walking miles and miles and miles in the heat to school every day and not enough areas for them to board so there's a lot more uses for the money aren't there we've got to keep going with this haven't oh we? yeah 100% I mean I say I was pleasantly surprised obviously there's still a lot to be done I mean one girl said that she, she walks 9k on the way in and back every day I mean you put that into race terms that's like 45 minute run or 40 minute run so she's walking for over an hour just to be educated every day so there's still loads of work to be done we are proud work grocery review and we are hoping even the next marathon we shall benefit so that we are able to at least reduce a number of shortages that we have in our school starting with the dormitories the school dining hall it is too small supposed to accommodate all related students and uh, from the school population that I've already given you which is around 320 students so it is not enough you are quite an athlete. You're a bit of an Ironman on the side, I gather. What are going to be the main challenges for you in today's race? Yeah, I've been really excited about this purely to experience the wildlife, the occasion, and to raise money for Amazing Cause, but also from the personal perspective to put myself under... I, I'm sort of competing against myself all the time. I used to play a lot of team sport. Now it's more like challenges. And that's why I'm like excited, but a little bit nervous in that I sort of want to compete against myself. I know what I'm capable of, and so I want to sort of just challenge those limits. So despite it not really being competitive as such tomorrow, I am competing against myself. So I'm gonna be aiming for a certain like rough time. Although I'm just interested to see what my body does because the altitude, the trail running, the wildlife, I might have to pause for an elephant, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens tomorrow, but I'm buzzing for it. I will beat you, I hope, at a water stop later on. <laughs> and I will only promise to keep you for about 30 seconds because I know you're competitive. But Yeah, have, no, that's absolutely fine. I've agreed to that. That's have cool. a great race. And, uh, thank you for stopping. No worries, thank you. So you know, it's 5.45 in the morning. We're here at Lewa House. I've just watched you grab some breakfast. 
How are you feeling about today's marathon? I'm feeling super excited. Glad the day is finally here. It's been a process to get here, lots of training, and now we're here. And this is your very first marathon, isn't it? It's my first marathon. I've done a couple of halves, and I thought, you know what? We're coming to Kenya, coming to do something completely different, out of the ordinary. Why not give it a try? What made you put your name down when you saw the offer of this trip? When I saw the offer, the first thing that sprung out to me was the fact that we get to go to Kenya. I've always wanted to come here, and there's just something so magical about Africa. And I thought, you know what? Why not? You have nothing to lose. Put your name in the pot, and let's see where it goes. And you're here with some colleagues from your Cape Town office, aren't you? There are five of us from the Cape Town office, and then five from the rest of the other offices. And it's been such a nice opportunity to mingle with all our other colleagues from other offices and get to know them on a personal level outside of work. Always does something just to enhance the relationships. It's been an absolutely packed trip so far. The last 48 hours have been full of adventure, going out to see some of the projects that Tusk supports and funds. What struck you the most about what you've seen over the last few days? It's been quite a jam-packed itinerary, I won't lie, but we really have gotten more than we ever thought we'd get out of this. It's been so amazing to see the kids out there and see where the funds actually go to, see the buildings that they actually build using the funds from the marathon, see the joy on the kids' faces. When primary school kids sang for us, when they sang, I think I had a tear in my eye. I was so glad I had sunglasses on and no one could see, but it was really, really so touching. And then we've also seen a couple of other projects. We saw, we went to someone's house where they actually showed us how they use cow dung to power up the house with gas. So that was so fascinating just to see the actual sustainability efforts in full form. Well, I think at a ground, at a practical level. I think those thoughts will probably help me through those 26 miles today. I'm going to let you go, grab a bit more breakfast, and then I know that we're leaving very shortly. So uh, see you later. Marius, the birds in Kenya are tweeting, it's marathon day, it's finally here. How are you feeling? I'm excited. Um, I'm a bit nervous. I know it's a full marathon. Um, my, my training didn't go as planned, but, you know, I'm ready to give it all I've got. What do you mean it didn't go as planned? You know, there was, a, I had a bit of a flu, um, you know, in the beginning of sort of February, that sort of knocked me a bit. And then, you know, lost this bit of consistency. But I did get a couple of long runs in, crammed a few, but the body's ready. Uh, I think, well, body is not that ready but spirit is there. If the spirit's there and the mind's there, that's really yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. Has it helped that for the last two days you've been seeing the projects that Tusk funds? Has that helped you get your mind in the right place for this? Yeah, like Shuni said earlier, we went to a school and, you know, just listening to the, the, the teachers and the gratitude of, you know, what Tusk is doing to their community and to the children. We, we heard about children having to walk six, seven kilometres to school and, you know, them housing goals at, at, at a boarding house, you know, just to um, assist them and obviously from a safety 
community perspective as well. Um, that's amazing. You know, the, when we left the one primary school, all the kids were like grabbing our hands, and you know, that was so amazing. And also just made me a bit emotional. Um, you know, just to see how this um, organization is impacting a community directly. The biogas thing was was so amazing. I've, I've I've heard of you know methane and how it's produced from cow dung before, but seeing it in action and at a person's house, you know, that's mind blowing. Obviously, the back of the mind uh, trying to save the forest so um, the community don't have to use so much firewood all sort of adds up in the long run you know we, we visited a nursery where they are doing reforestation planting new trees um, they say they can plant up to 10,000 trees in a given year just having that vision as a community everyone just putting together very special yeah. just briefly I know there's been quite a backstory to this you're not a natural runner or a fitness person are you what was the backstory to you getting in marathon shape just before COVID started I, I, I stopped smoking and that, that year going into lockdown I picked up like 12 Ks and you know and I became very sort of mildly depressed you know when I looked at myself, myself in the mirror and my colleagues are the ones that's continuously talking about you know, I've, I've been in the mountain this weekend you know I just did a 100 kilometer race and I, I got past the point of getting annoyed with him and then you know just accepting and just joining in the journey and see where it takes me and then I started sort of hiking and, and you know that then graduated to running last year we have an initiative at work sort of committee and you know just getting people that was still sort of um, semi-lockdown out of lockdown we then all sort of joined in and we signed up for this amazing race in November and you know then I just got going you know and I got myself a biokineticist um, you know, to assist with training and obviously a, a dietitian as well to help with the weight loss then lost about 20 kilograms and you know and now this is it and now you're in race shape yeah, yeah. and I'm going to go and grab some breakfast I think now yeah, before yeah. I join you out there thankfully not running for me. Thank you so much, Marius. Thank you for having me. tortoise part of the story and not the hair um, and enjoying it very much beautiful scenery how are you finding the atmosphere is that keeping it going it's great the atmosphere has sort of gone ahead um, <laughs> but we're having some good chat thank what you what about wildlife have you seen any wildlife en route yes we've seen some rhino and lots of zebra and hopefully some more but not too close to the course well, you carry on if i'd known you were going this pace i think i might have joined you next oh yeah it's, quite pleasant, isn't it's it? very pleasant i'll see carry you on later have fun bye, bye. bye. Well, I've left the runners and the walkers to it, and I've driven across the savannah from the five and a half kilometre water stop to the 12 and a half kilometre point by Land Rover with Tusk CEO and founder Charlie Mayhew. Charlie, what a privilege it is to be out here watching the marathon. Just describe the scene for us at the moment. Well, first thing to say, I'm, I'm so thrilled you've made it out here because it is a really special, it's unique actually, it's a unique event. And, you know, we're sitting here in the middle of the Labour Wildlife Conservancy and we've got a large crowd gathered around the 12.5k water station. A lot of the spectators can't reach quite large parts of the circuit that the runners are on. So having done this myself a few years ago, I know how much we really appreciate the crowds that gather at these water stations where they can get to. 
It's a fantastic atmosphere. It's brilliant. We just heard a helicopter buzzing overhead. Just explain about the wildlife, Charlie, because, I mean, Lewa is home to some of the world's most beautiful and endangered species. And this is their home that everybody's running through. So what role does the helicopter, the, the light aircraft, play? And how do you keep the animals at bay and the runners safe? So behind the scenes, we have a very large team of wildlife rangers keeping watch over every aspect of the circuit that winds through the reserve. We've got two helicopters and we've got a what they call a super cub aircraft, which is an aircraft that can fly very low, very slow, and it's ideal for spotting wildlife. So the aircraft are really there to watch over the runners, but more importantly, to make sure that any of the less friendly species that live here, such as elephant, rhino, buffalo, and lion, of course, don't take too close an interest or get too too close. And the helicopter can act like a form of a shepherd, really, shepherd dog. So they're very effective at moving the wildlife on. In terms of the wildlife, who's interested and who's not interested in our human behaviour today? Do you know what? Actually, most of wildlife is not really interested. There's so much human activity clearly here today that a lot of the wildlife will make itself scarce. But we, you know, we purposely make sure that we try not to disturb the zebra, the giraffe, the impala. And over the years, we've had lots of incidents where runners have had zebras running across them. You know, one year we had an orphan giraffe that was quite habituated and really enjoyed human company, and it ran most of the half marathon with the runners, even stopping at the water stations to take a drink out of the water tubs. And we've had ostrich running alongside runners. It is completely unique in that respect. And it's come a long way, Charlie. I mean, you started this around 20 years ago. What was the first one like? So the first one was truly an experiment. We had 180 runners. That was back in the year 2000. It was fantastic. But, you know, today we've got well over a thousand runners taking part. It's a very different event. It's, it's just grown. And in fact, we have to put a cap on the number of runners that take part because of the environmental impact of you know, making sure that we don't stress the wildlife out and that we don't have too much impact on the reserve itself. And of course, while we're all having fun today and the runners are taking part in what was actually billed as one of the biggest sporting challenges of 2022, I saw it in a top 10 list and I can see why people are coping with the heat and the altitude and it's so different to be out here but the important thing is how the money is used and I feel very lucky that over the last two days I've been to some projects with you including a senior school that proceeds from previous marathons actually built just tell me in a nutshell some of the projects that the event like this funds so since we started the marathon we've raised well over eight million dollars for conservation projects community projects education health care right across Kenya. You went to see a school and I think you went to see a water project as well. We're talking about, particularly this part of northern Kenya, which is very dry and arid, that water is scarce. Through the marathon, we've been able to deliver programs that is now providing, you know, irrigation 
to a, a community of 5,000 just living on the boundaries of Lewa. We've got other projects that are helping to build schools, classrooms. It's been fantastic the impact that we've been able to have on these rural communities. But beyond the boundaries of Lewa and, and northern Kenya, we've also been supporting marine projects on the northern Kenyan coast, the Lamu Turtle Project, for instance. We support conservation programs in Savo, in the Masamara. The reach of this event is absolutely huge. Well, I think we need to get back onto the 12.5k water stop, do a bit of cheering and join the small crowd that's gathered. It's not like the London Marathon, this, is it? It's, it's not streets lined with people because of the terrain. No, no, absolutely not. And in fact, the other thing about it is that because of the altitude here, the heat and it's such a hilly course, the vast majority of the runners opt to do the half marathon very sensibly, which is a tough enough challenge in its own right. But when the full marathon runners go around the, the second loop, it's very, very lonely for them. And their sort of mind starts to play tricks of wondering where's that lion or where's that rhino. If you speak to any of the full marathon runners, they will say that the second lap is a very different experience for them. Sounds like our voices are needed out there, Charlie. Thank you so much. And also thank you for having me out here. It's been a wonderful experience. Not at all. It's a pleasure to have you. Okay, how's it going? It's really hard, but it's fantastic. The scenery is amazing. And it's such a rewarding run. What have you found the hardest so far? It's the heat, really. Um, of course, it's fantastic. Um, we saw a giraffe next to us. That was great. Um, the aid station's all on our main goal. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward I found my brace after like six days. We're at the 12 and a half kilometer station now. How's it all going? Oh, it's amazing. It's incredible. The views are amazing. The people are amazing. The animals are hiding away, which is good. I would have loved to see more animals, but I'm actually also quite glad I haven't seen much. But no, no, so far so good. You're doing really well. Let's want to walk as we go. Yeah, let's walk. Yeah, let's walk. So you just got a little bit of water to keep you refreshed. Are you feeling optimistic about finishing and a time that you're hoping for? No, I've readjusted my expectations. I had a 5.19 in mind with the strategy. But I'm going to about 5.45 now. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. The soft sand, you actually work quite hard to lift off and get more movement forward. Yeah, you're looking, in fact, you look better shaped than when I saw you at home. You look like you've really got into your rhythm. Yeah, no, I found my rhythm now. Well, listen, I'm going to let you go, but enjoy and we'll catch you at the end. Thank well you for done. the support. Take care. Bye, Sheena. Well, I'm on the finishing line now where there is nothing short of a carnival atmosphere going on. We've tried to find a quiet corner, but it's pretty much impossible. I'm sure you can hear the music in the background. I've joined 91's team leader, Emily, who has completed her first half marathon. Emily, this wasn't any old half marathon, was it? Well, not really, although as it's my first, I have no further ones to compare it to. 
it was unique in so many ways really hard really really hard it was hot it was dusty it was uneven road the whole time rocks everywhere zebras rustling about rhino trotting around you know being kept at bay by the helicopters and the rangers and stuff there was some buffalo that kind of made a little surprise visit it was just elating and i can't believe i have just finished a half marathon at altitude in kenya i'm so i'm actually really proud of myself and i'm massively proud of our whole team well i was going to ask you about how the team did and how proud you feel right now i mean hugely it's incredible obviously to see first and foremostly the full marathon runners come in this is an epic thing to have done you know actually one of them who came in first ethan said you know after i think his time was around four hours something you know he's a serious marathon runner he said this was almost twice as difficult as london the london marathon so you know serious respect to those guys but you know all of us who did the halves as well i'm hugely proud you know the fact that we've got something around come over here and they've just been nothing short of really committed really engaged really inspired i think by the looks of things and now they're enjoying the post-marathon carnival atmosphere and the icing on the cake emily is i've just watched as you took your team she says feeling quite choked up because i've followed your journey took them on stage and you won an award for fundraising yeah i mean i can't believe it we have just won a trophy which is the most enormous rhino on a wooden plinth. God knows how we're going to get it back to London or Cape Town to our office for the most amount raised by a corporate team. So that's just another leaf to be proud about for our trip out here. I mean, yeah, there's just no regrets to the day I went to my CEO, Hendrik Dutoy, and said, how about this? You know, it's our 10 year anniversary of working with Tusk. I don't think we're going to regret sending a team out here. And he said, Yes, and there's no regret whatsoever right now. I think it's time for you to go and enjoy either a massage or the party. And uh, and congratulations, a personal well done, because I know for you this was a great challenge and you rose to it spectacularly to the point that I missed you at the 12 and a half K watering station because you bombed on past. So uh, brilliant stuff. Well done, Emily. Thanks, Helen. Marius, congratulations, your first ever marathon, and I've just seen you hobbling out of the massage tent. How are you feeling? Oh gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. Just, um, you know, with the, the breathtaking views on, on the run. The second lap was much tougher than the first one. When I passed the 21K, I was actually contemplating, must I go back and finish or, you know, but then I plodded on and I was alone, you know, not a soul in sight in front of me or behind me. The only guy I saw was like seven kilometers out, you know, and he overtook me, but then, you know, otherwise I was alone. You know, obviously, you know, the thought of lines and stuff coming at you, but, you know, the race was completely safe and awesome. What was the actual experience like? I mean, what will you take away from today? Because this was no ordinary marathon, was yeah, it? Yeah, I think if you put your mind to it, you know, to doing something, you know, anything is possible. You know, I, I did tell you earlier that, you know, I, I lacked a bit in my training, but, you know, like the the spirit was there, the art was there, and you know, I just like you know, told myself, just you have to finish this, you know, because when will you ever get a chance again to run a marathon in Kenya? You know, so I did, I gave it my, my best, and you know, and I, you know, there was lots of walking and you know, lots of pain, and you know, but you know, I had a goal in mind, and you know, I, I reached it. You should feel 
super proud of yourself. I feel very proud of you having got to know you for, over the last yeah. few days. How are the feet doing? Your barefoot at the minute? Are they sore? Yeah, I just had a massage now, um, but yeah, my, my toenails, I'm convinced, is going to fall off in a couple of days. But um, you know, it's all worth it. <laughs> and how did it feel, Marius, when you stood on that stage a few moments ago and received the award for the? corporate team who's raised the most money for TAS. Yeah, I think I work for the best company in the whole world. Eh? To, to, to be able to send a team out here you know, in support of charity and obviously, you know, um, the byproduct, you know, run a marathon in the most beautiful country I think, you know, it's, it's so awesome. You know, um, I saw so many rhinos and uh, in the back of my mind I'm like thinking how can they say the rhino is getting extinct? You know, every second animal is a rhino and, you know, back at, back at home in our sort of um, parks, you know, if you do see a rhino ever, like, you know, really without horns but you know like hardly ever you do get to see one and so like this experience was just so awesome and you know getting that award was just the cherry on the top you know it's an amazing team you know Emily you know put so much effort into it and um, everyone pulled together and you know it just was a great success so if she emailed you tomorrow and said Marius like, are you in next year what would your answer be um, I would I would love to give someone else a, an opportunity to experience this because I think everyone must do this at least once in their lifetime you know if, if, if someone do pull out then I will take them up under offer but yeah um, you know, I'll do it again in a, in, a, in a heartbeat I found you a very inspirational character it's been lovely to get to know you and congratulations well done and I'm enjoying toasting you this evening when we have dinner thank you so much Matt. thank you so much okay Sheena, you absolutely nailed it. You crossed that finishing line. Just tell me, what did it feel like to finish? Gosh, that was an absolute tough race. But yeah, crossing the finish line was amazing. I had, um, from, from about 21 k's, when we did the second loop, I was alone the whole time. I did not see one other racer. I hardly saw rangers, I saw no animals. <laughs> it was a very lonely second half of the race, but I was in good spirits the whole time and I was just, just sticking to my plan, short bursts of run, short walks, just to maintain my legs and to get me through. And I literally stopped at every station. It was very hot out there, but luckily they had the sponges and you could sponge yourself, which was amazing. It came in so handy. So when you were on your own, did you feel at all nervous that you're in a wildlife conservancy with rhino and lions? And For the first five k's that I was alone, I was freaked out. <laughs> I will not lie, I was totally freaked out. And then the like the, the animals actually weren't there weren't many animals out there I thought we'd see a lot more but they obviously did a good job of keeping the animals away from the racetrack and then I had these three zebras that came walking towards me and they just stopped and looked at me and it was almost like a little standoff and part of me thought oh but they're not scary at all like it's absolutely fine but I was terrified and I looked around and I was like there's no game rangers near me whatsoever now what and I actually just stopped and let them do their thing and eventually they walked across the road and then about 10 minutes later the game ranger came driving behind me and I said like what must I do when I see them so close to me again he said oh no they're very friendly like you don't have to worry how does your body feel because for you this was your first ever marathon My and this first one. your first one and boy you know you've you've gone to the top of the pile this is certainly no ordinary marathon the heat 
the altitude, 5,500 feet above sea level. How's your body feeling? I definitely got what I came for. I always knew that it was going to be a challenge and that's why I signed up. I want, I like to do stuff that pushes my personal boundaries and it just, there's something so magical about testing your mental strength and doing it and ticking it and saying, yes, you can do it no matter what. So it was just another one of those. It was a day that I needed um, and I absolutely am so thrilled that I finished my first marathon. It was a very hard one. While I was running, I actually thought, gosh, I think this is going to be my only marathon that I ever do in my life. And then about as time progressed, 10 days before the end, I was like, do you know what? I actually need to do another one. I need to do one at sea level to do it to compare because this one, the altitude really was very hard. I struggled. It felt like I didn't do any training. My, I was constantly out of breath, even while walking, um, and struggled for, for air. Well, you did so. am amazingly well. What's your abiding memory that you'll take home from your whole experience Jesus. here in Kenya? There are so many. There are absolutely so many. Um, from from the race day, definitely my encounter with the, the three zebra, because I absolutely love them. They are such beautiful creatures, so graceful and so, so pretty. And there's just something about them. Um, so that definitely stood out. Um, I mean, everything else that we've done on this trip has been incredible. It's just been wonderful to see what Tusk actually does, see where the funds go to, how they are being used, and that they actually are touching people's lives. It's so tangible and it was so nice to witness it, being able to witness it here. Well, I'm going to let you go. Um, have a fantastic evening. Relax, chill. I hope you sleep well. And thank you for being so generous, spirited, when we're out on the race with your interviews too. It's been lovely to meet you. You're most welcome. Well, I'm at the finishing line with Ethan. Ethan, you crossed it in under four hours. How was the whole experience for you? It was unbelievable. It was so, so cool. It was extremely tough though. And I'm, I mean, now that I've sort of calmed down and got my legs back, now I find it amazing. But that last lap, oh, it was super tough. I know I mentioned before, but the terrain meant that you couldn't really find your feet easily. And it was very hilly as well. Like there's a lot of elevation. So I couldn't really get a rhythm to be honest. Still very happy with my time and the way I got through it, given like niggles and all the rest of it but yeah amazing experience what an event like met so many cool people and there's people from all over the world doing it here so yeah it's been a wonderful sort of carnival atmosphere hasn't it really at the finish line genuinely yeah we just did a full award ceremony there we actually managed to go up on stage which was class you know 91 i think raised like a lot of money so we won a prize for like best fundraisers which is cool to get up in front of so many people and feel like you've won something and then there was awards for fastest women fastest men from all different age groups and people from all over the world getting great prizes so yeah when you head home what would you say one of your lasting memories of doing this marathon will be for Firstly, the last few days of all the projects and what we've seen, the impact of Tusk and the fundraising, that has been incredible and that will last with me forever. On the worst side, the hills will stick with me as well because they were literally disgusting. They were so tough. I need to get running some trails now because that was so hard. And hopefully the beers tonight as well. Hopefully they'll stick with me too. <laughs> uh, well, as part of 91 team, even though I didn't run, I am looking forward to the beers tonight. Yeah, no. And hopefully maybe, maybe going on another drive and seeing more of the beautiful wildlife but listen well done thank you for stopping at the water station and speaking earlier it's been a privilege being part of team 91 so thank Great you to you, you guys to for making me so welcome on this trip it's been awesome no worries we'd love to having you your quality <laughs> 
Well, what an extraordinary day. Watching 1,400 people, including Team 91, push through the searing heat in this stunning African conservancy to raise money for Tusk has been humbling. One of the many highlights for me was seeing the massive smiles on everyone's faces as they crossed the finish line, completely exhausted, in some cases bodies broken, but euphoric with lifelong individual memories, and experiencing the kindness, warmth and generosity of the Kenyan people, including our amazing rangers. Being out here, seeing some of the planet's most endangered species in their natural habitat brings the work of conservation charities like Tusk to life and reinforces the importance of us all doing what each and every one of us can to preserve their habitat, support the local communities and protect our natural world. I'll have more from my Lewa adventure soon. Well done to Team 91 for completing the challenge and for inviting me out to Kenya. And congratulations to Tusk and Lewa for hosting such an exciting, well-organised event, which changes the lives of thousands of people for the better.